0: You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young.
1: Welcome to another award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we're not going to lie. We have probably the coolest person and guest in our Brand Builders studio that we've ever had. Uh, and his name is Quentin Gibson. He is the lead guitarist for the Darius Rucker Band. And I, really, like all of our guests are cool, um, but to be a lead guitarist for a Darius Rucker Band is probably the coolest damn thing we've had. So we're pretty excited about that. But also, um, it's really going to be interesting to learn more from Quentin, his entire story, where he's been, where he's going. Uh, there's a lot of really cool things that are happening, and we're so excited to learn more about your brand and learn more about really the direction of your career. So thank you, Quentin, for joining us on the Brand Butters podcast. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Quentin and
0: Brian, that's no lie, man. You, You are one of the coolest guys I know, and you have such a great story. And it's an honor to know you, and you're the only rock star that I do know. So that's (laughs) fun, boom! And man, you have inspired me so much. I you um, know my wife, I do know your wife. That's a rock star. Let me let me take that back. She's rock star number one. But you actually get paid to be a rock star. There you go. Um, which is so cool. And you know, for years I've wanted to learn the guitar, and you know, when I met you, I was like this might be my opportunity to do so. So I've had so much fun over the past year and a half, just, just getting to know you yeah. and learning the guitar. And uh, man, I'm making progress. It's fun. You it's are. Fun. You're making great progress. So uh, I look forward to our lessons every week. It's an honor. I yeah. I, I mean, really, for, for me to be such a novice and for you to be able to dumb it down to the point where I am not knowing one single thing about playing music is is pretty darn cool, man. But I want to come back to that. But to start... Man, you're the lead guitarist of Darius Rucker Band. That's a big, worldly-known band. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um,
2: Yeah, I've been playing with Darius now for uh, just a little over 10 years. And uh, we actually are called the Carolina Gray Boys. Okay, that's what Darius likes to refer to us as. Uh, We used to be called the Low Country Stompers. Uh, But then, uh, this was about nine years ago, I guess we were doing... uh, We were playing on the uh, TV show, The View... Okay, and so <laughs> Darius walks into the green room right before we went on it, and just so happens all of us were wearing gray shirts, and he walks in, he's like, did somebody send a memo that, you know, we were supposed to wear gray today? He said, you guys are like Carolina Gray Boys. And there you go. It's so stuck. That's what it was, and here it is on the my guitar pick. It used to say Low Country Stompers, now it's Carolina Gray Boys, so... Yeah, so anyway, it's been a really fun ride so far. I mean, a decade of playing with the same artist. It's not necessarily uh, common in Nashville. So uh, a lot of revolving doors. And I've been in bands that have revolving doors of musicians. And it's been good to to develop a chemistry with the band guys and to keep the same cohesive unit together for a a decade.
1: So going back, I want to learn, like, how did you decide, you know, music is my passion. That's what I'm going to do. Because you can talk to everybody in elementary school, middle school, high school. What are you going to be? I'm going to be a professional athlete. I'm going to be a rock star. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sure you are, but you are right. So tell us about growing up. And when did you really just realize like, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to work my ass off to make it happen.
2: Well, I can tell you when I, the story I like to always share is, uh, when I was in third grade, uh, I was out shopping at Kmart with my grandma and my mom and I was in the record aisle back when they records were common um, <laughs> and I saw a Kiss album. It was the Kiss Alive 2 double, double album. I've got it mounted on my wall in my house because that's the album that initially changed Uh, my life and gave me the inspiration. So anyway, I remember taking it up to her and my grandma's standing there at Kmart. She's looking at it. You know, it's got a picture of Gene Simmons with blood on his face and just all this stuff. She's like, now what is this? And I just thought it looked cool and I wanted to get it. And I I had some interest in, sorry, that was my guitar. I had some interest in, uh, in playing music, but I was just fascinated with the whole concept of being on stage. So, she bought the album for me. I took it home, put it on my little crappy record player, you know, tiny little speakers. And I just played it over and over two, uh two vinyls in that. And I just played all the live stuff. And then on the side four was all studio stuff. So um, so that kind of was how it started. I, I I remember I would open up the double live. And you saw the uh, the stage there with all the fire and all the guys standing on stage these huge risers. And I was like, wow, that's exactly where I want to be. And uh, it was, I just became infatuated with it. So, you know, I didn't play guitar really yet. And I made guitars out of cardboard boxes and would stand in front of the mirror and just listen to the album. I would lip sync like uh, that. That's kind of, that's kind of the beginning. And then as years progressed, you know, I got into Van Halen and Rush and Iron Maiden. You know, it's all rock stuff. But at the same time, I was really into Elvis and the Beach Boys. So I had a really good mix of different genres and I, I was obsessed with Elvis. I mean, just, he's the, he's the ultimate coolest artist ever. King of rock and roll, you know? I agree. I love that.
1: My grandmother got a stuffed animal signed by Elvis Presley. Oh, wow. And she still has it. And she talks about it all the time. She was in a uh, an old, it was, I guess, like a soda shop. And he walked in, bought the teddy bear, signed the ear and gave it to her. And I was like, why didn't you jump up and make out with that man and <laughs> and marry him? No offense, Papa, but good Lord, you had the king. Wow. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So that's awesome. It, it's interesting in, in, in learning and talking to somebody that has been with a group for such a long time. I think you build kind of that chemistry. Do you guys ever um get the opportunity to play with Darius when he's in, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish? And I guess what is it like being on the road with these people all the time and just be like basically it's your second family, if not your first family, because you're with them. And I hate to say this, maybe even more than your wife.
2: At times it feels like I'm with them more than my wife. But, you know, in the past, we haven't really been super busy this year. Um but in the past, you know, we've had years where we've been on tour, you know, doing 165, 170 shows. And that can be exhausting between doing actual tours and, you know, TV and then private shows. We do a ton of private stuff, too, uh, corporate gigs. Um, so, yeah, you you kind of, you know, you're on a, a, a submarine on wheels and you're going down the road. And you sometimes, you know, you get tired of people and you have to get used to everybody's little quirks and, you know, you just got to, you know, get over it, you know, and and sometimes you go hide in your bunk and just stay there for half a day or, you know, sit up front and play PlayStation. We've done a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that as much anymore, but man, we used to just play. We would have tournaments, basketball, Madden, you know, and, you know, we'd have these, we'd do like a full season you know throughout a whole tour and it's a lot of fun or you know we play fantasy football so you know on Sundays you know we sit on the bus and we've got you know red zone and we've got our fan everybody's got their computers up with fantasy and we're watching multiple tv channels you know things to pass the time it's a lot of fun uh and then you know we all do our own personal thing exercise run or sleep or whatever
0: so, so you're very successful in this space. When I would assume there, I mean, you always hear there are tons of starving artists out there that that just never get recognized. You're here. You're you seem to be at the top of your game. But I, I don't imagine it's always been that way. This may have brought the most recognition to to whom you are as a guitarist. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But but tell us a little bit about the path of getting there. I'm sure there were failures along the way and and how did your confidence build over time man
2: you know there there were a lot of failures you know i've i've talked with my wife jen quite a bit about you know i have four kids and you know i i you know i want the best for them and my son is he's going to be 15 soon and he's really into music and you know i've talked to her about man i don't want to see him fail at music but you know failures make you who you are and they make you a better person and you know as as a parent, you don't want to see your kids fail, but then at the same time, you kind of like, well, it's not bad for them, you know, right. as long as they take that and make it more of a positive for them. So anyway, um, you know, I when when I moved to Nashville from Indiana, I was playing in a, a '80s metal rock band, and we had a we had a a record deal with a small label there, and Ended up, we moved there in summer of 92, and uh, we we eventually got released from that deal. And, you know, I had always had the dream of being the artist. You know, I wanted to be the, the Van Halens or the Kiss or something like that. Now, I think it took a little while, and it took some... Uh it was kind of gut-wrenching when I I kind of decided I wanted to to make a living at it but the artist thing wasn't really probably going to pan out and I was thinking man I'm getting older you know it's a young man's world out there and so I was like ah, I can be a hired gun and I I started you know just paying attention to what guys were doing and I got hired for a few things and literally you know I I'm moving I'm fast forwarding pretty quick but you know over years of networking and going out and spending late nights out in, you know, wherever, bars, downtown, honky-tonks, whatever, and getting to know people, you know, eventually somebody's going to ask you, hey, would you like to play this gig? You know, it pays 50 bucks. You know, it's not very much, but hey, do you want to do it? And then somebody passes your name along. So that's a little bit how it started. Uh, I was tied into the uh, contemporary Christian world for a long time, and I got to know some some pretty important people that kind of helped me get some gigs too. And as I got to doing, you know, multiple gigs, and I remember there were three bands I was playing in at the same time, just trying to, you know, make enough money throughout the week so I didn't have to go get a, a temp job, basically, which I ended up doing anyway. But so, you know, trying to balance out all these different artists and people having tours and you know, getting on a bus with one band and coming home and getting in a car and driving with another artist, you know, you know, it was, it was all worth it to me. Cause I was doing what I wanted to do. And that was getting on stage and performing, you know, that was like the euphoria that I was always looking for as a musician. So you know, I, I continually did that, got some some good breaks, got to know some people, and I got to know some people at Capitol Records, which ended up contacting me, uh, I guess it would be 11 years ago now, you know, saying, hey, would you be uh, uh, interested in maybe doing some country? I'm like, well, yeah, but I haven't really ever played country, so I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll give it a shot, you know? And... um uh, uh, after a few phone calls and a uh, little bit of time, I, I ended up getting the audition with Darius. And uh, I, I can't, re- I think it was about 26 people maybe auditioned. And, you know, I remember when I left the initial audition, I was like, there's no way I got this gig. Not a chance. Not a chance. And then I got a call back and went and auditioned again. And then they called me and said, You got the gig. I was like, Really?
0: <laughs> That's is that so real? cool, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean
2: it's awesome. And then, you know, I had to sit down and I had to really woodshed and kinda change my whole thought process because I'm just a rock guy. You yeah. know, eighties metal kid, you know, and I studied classical guitar in college, got my degree, and so I had like polar opposite genres that I was into. I was into classical music and hard rock, metal. <laughs> and but they but they worked together. And I feel like the classical guitar really gave me a great foundation. So anyway, so got the Darius gig and, you know, I had to sit down in woodshed and kind of change my whole thought process on how I approached playing. And, you know, from, you know, guitars that I use to amps, you know, to everything and it, you know, somewhat painful. And it was probably somewhat painful for uh, the band guys because they were more experienced in country world you know we've got some bluegrassers and some guys that have been around for a while playing country and i was just the the rock guy but i feel like i was able to find my spot within the band and uh i think what we have now is a really great thing and did that answer your question at all absolutely okay <laughs> no, that i was, was just very thinking good. wait i really jumped from being a kid to like right now really i mean there are a lot of years
0: in there man how how are you uh I'm actually 72. 72. But I look great. Minus minus about 30. <laughs> no, you're 50. 51. Very cool. And so like being on the top now I, I assume my view is that you're on the top. Your view may be different. Maybe there's more to come and and we could talk about that in a minute. Well, you know what? What I what I feel like in, in my career is uh,
2: you know, I don't really know what you call the top, you know, I don't know if that means you've made millions of dollars or you're you're living in a mansion, but for me, my success is just having a great wife, being in a great marriage, great house, great kids, I'm happy, peaceful, doing what I want to do. You know, for me, that's
0: success. Uh, that's exactly you know? how I define it. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And you know, I mean, I didn't become Eddie Van Halen like I thought I was going to be, but neither did anybody else, so... He was the only yeah, one, man. He's the only one, <laughs> you know. So, you know, I wanted to be a guitar hero, and you know, I, I didn't become what I thought
0: a guitar hero was. But uh, yeah, it, I'm I'm pretty happy. Is it still what you envisioned, though, or is it even greater than you? Envisioned? Well, I think. Well, now that I'm I'm here, it's great to
2: to to just enjoy what you're doing and being happy and. Um, you know, I, I I don't really feel any pressure to go like, you know, go prove myself. You know, which which is what I think a lot of musicians, you know, feel. I mean, that's what keeps the drive going. You got to go prove yourself, prove how good you are. You know, I don't I don't really feel that anymore. Maybe it's an age thing. You know, it could be. You know, I don't feel like I'm competitive like I used to be. You know, when I moved to Nashville when I was, what, 22, I guess, you know, I thought I was, uh, I thought I was it and I got quickly humbled by the musicianship of Nashville and how incredible everybody was and I, you know, I, I got humbled pretty quick and that was painful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause I came from small town Indiana and I was kind of, kind of one of the, the guys that people looked up to. And, and then I quickly became the tiny little fish, you know, in the, the big
1: pond. So, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned, um, or, or Scott asked this question about advice to young artists and there's a lot of bleeding artists out there. I mean, if you look at your career, moving to Nashville at 22 Joining the Darius Rucker band, forty to forty-one, you spent eighteen and nineteen years being competitive, hustling, Mm -hmm. working your ass off to get to that point. And I think there's a lot of people that give up on their dreams way too early. You know, I'm 34 years old, and I feel that my my best is is yet to come. You know, Um, so what would be your advice to people that are that are playing? Because the the music world has changed a lot, a lot. You know, now it's the you can get music for free, and now it's all about you know branding yourself as an artist and. Um I'd love to hear your advice on on somebody that that you literally went to Nashville, worked your ass off to get to where you are. But like what would you tell somebody that's 12 years old, 14, 15 right now and wants to do the same thing you did? Well, I tell you what, I have
2: had people contact me on on Facebook and Insta, Twitter, Gram and all that stuff. <laughs> uh they've contacted me and they're like, "Hey, you know, uh what kind of advice would you offer?" And you know the one thing that that i always think of at first is that you know nashville is oversaturated with incredible musicians you know it's a great guitar player on every corner and you know i think if you can somehow find just who you are and be original and don't try to go and mimic you know whatever your favorite guitar player is um I think number one that that's a very important thing, and and also just be a good guy or girl, just be somebody that's easy to work with and somebody that takes direction and listens to. Uh, I guess the the best example that I can use is when when I had the audition with Darius, uh, a music director. We talked on the phone, and he told me. Um, what he wanted me to play, okay? And so I took notes, and when I went in for the audition, I did exactly what what they wanted to hear. And, you know, I had heard later that, you know, a lot of the people came in and they were offering their own interpretation of what, and that's not what they were looking for. You know, I'm hired for an A-level gig. You don't make it your own. You You do it the way they want to hear it. And then over time, yes... We've made it our own, but, you know, initially it makes a better impression to follow direction, be somebody that's good to work with. If you have, if you're on the road with the best guitar player in the world, but he's a complete ass, that's no fun. I would rather be on the road with, you know, somebody a little bit, you know, not the best player in the world and still be cool and fun to hang out with. So that's kind of the things that I usually tell somebody, have some originality, play the best you can, um, and just be a good person. Authentic. Authentic. That's a good way to put it. Super cool. He,
1: um, he, it's fascinating to listen to somebody that's made it. And then the advice that you give seems so simple, right? And, you know, be authentic, be yeah. nice um, be somebody that people want to be around, which is really cool. Um, one thing I want to ask you, do you think that when Darius Rucker was looking for a lead guitarist, you talk about your background being very diverse coming from, um, you know, metal rock and coming from Christian and coming from, um, you know, classical. Do you think that maybe they looked at that and said, well, a he can follow directions and b once we get him into our kind of swing, damn, like he could come up with some unique stuff because the country genre has changed a lot in the last couple of years, um, a lot, a lot. So is that kind of something that's, that's Maybe they've told you five years down the road, you know, that's why we took you, because we knew in the future, you'd kind of spice it up and give us something new. You know, I
2: think, I don't think that they were necessarily looking for a typical Nashville twanger. That's what I call them. Um, I think they wanted somebody that had a little bit of rock background and, um, you know, I, I really think it is that simple. I think they were just, and and I think that when I did the audition, it just it felt comfortable, and you know, I kind of went in with, you know, I wasn't sure that I was really capable. I didn't go in with a ton of confidence. You know, I was like, ah, oh, man, I just don't know. If I, I'm just going to do this and do my best and get in and get out with you know minimal damage. <laughs> uh, so. I think that's how we you know, all feel, and, and, though, in those right. situations. And, and maybe going it Because I had done auditions before where I was pretty tense. And I went in and I, I feel like I played all the notes perfect, but didn't get the gig because it didn't really feel right. And this one, I just went in with a little more of a... Whatever, dude. I'm just going to go in and, and just do what I can. probably not going to get the gig, you know, and just go do it. And, you know, maybe that worked in my favor, you know, just keeping it real simple and not overthinking it. And, uh, you know, being laid more laid back about the whole thing, you know,
0: you teach me that all the time, man. Uh, I mean, I struggle with loosening up and keeping the wrists loose and all of that. And it's, it's so very difficult, man. I think it's like all in my head and what I need to do per your conversation is just relax and enjoy it and listen. Uh, yeah.
2: you know. And yeah, totally. That's what I always uh, emphasize. Cause you know, I, you know, I, I see a lot of students and, you know, there are some that, you know, come in and, you know, they're nervous and I, I try to just be laid back and, you know, tell bad jokes. And, <laughs> you know, some of the kids that come in and see me, you know, I always say, uh, you know, Hey, how was your day at school? What'd you learn today? They always say nothing. And I'm like, ah, that's what my son says. When I ask him, it's like, He didn't learn anything today. not sure why he's going, but, you know, and they usually laugh at silly stuff like that. And, you know, if I can get them to relax, they always play so much better. And the other thing that I've learned is that uh, when you continually encourage somebody, they actually do play better. I mean, when they're hearing like, you know, that they're sounding good, um, they are going to play better. I mean, I, I see it all the time it's and, a vote of confidence and a vote of confidence and um you know and when somebody comes in and they they've worked on something for a long time and they actually do start playing it really good you know for me that's rewarding and i'm getting as much from the whole experience as they are you know right. it kind of inspires me as a teacher and as a player and uh i've become a better guitar player um from teaching all different levels of guitar because it's had me you know just work on a little areas that might have gotten
0: rusty or you know something like that and so you know you you told me one time i think you'll you'll still sit down and practice for 5 or 6 hours uh you know just on a random day or every day for that matter i can't
2: do it that long every day when i got out of college i used to um uh, yeah. you know if i can get a good hour in a day i will but you know it doesn't always happen right you know? but i definitely play every day if i can yeah yeah and you know i i practice things that i i'm like new stuff or you know just go back and practice things i've done forever
0: so so speaking of your teaching is what's as darius rucker band evolves and you evolve what do you see the future being like for quentin gibson well you know uh
2: First thing I see, you know, as as far as career wise musically, um, you know, as long as Darius is playing, you know, I hope to to stay in that camp and and ride this as you know, as long as Darius decides he wants to do it, you know, and and he has a, a passion for music and for performing live, and uh I don't see him slowing down anytime soon, which is good for me, you know. But, you know, we, we do have a lot of fun on the road and, uh, and he loves it, you know, as much or more than, than us and the band do. So, uh, I see still doing that, you know, I still see teaching. Um, uh, I, I really enjoy the teaching process, you know, in person and FaceTime, Skype, whatever, that's a blast. And, you know, I hope to continue doing that. And then, you know, I'm, Getting a new studio put together in Nashville and in my house, and, um, you know, continue doing uh, some songwriting, some session stuff, and just making music for the fun of it, you know. And if it's, if it's good, great. If it's not, hey, that's okay. Uh, I do plan on, um, a decade ago, I was working on a, a Christmas project and, uh, then my mom passed away. So I, I kind of put that away and I, I'm, uh, just now getting ready to uh, do some pre-production for that. So I'm going to do a, a Christmas instrumental classical kind of thing. And, you know, I'm going to do that all summer and probably put up a Christmas tree in my studio. Uh, just kidding. All year. Uh, just kidding. My <laughs> wife is looking at me like you're insane. The lights have to stay up all
1: year for inspiration. <laughs> right.
2: So, you know, I hope to get that, you know, do a little Christmas thing, you know, maybe do some other sessions. But, you know, I'm really just playing music for the love of it. And I don't feel the pressure to, to really prove anything. I'm just having fun. It's awesome. You know, man. and uh, yeah, that's really, you know, it's a really good place to be. And going back to what we talked about success, I consider that success when you're just having fun and, you know. You're damn right. You, you don't have Absolutely. to get out to, to, to always have to prove yourself. Just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the
0: journey. That's right. It's your life and you get one shot at it, man. Yeah. I love that totally. thought process. It's interesting because you know, I'm 42 now and it, it that's developing for me. I'm yeah. less worried about everything that else is going on and more worried about my inner circle and, you know, just, just being happy, man. It's Enjoying a good life. place to be. Absolutely. It it's takes a little really, while to get there, but it does.
2: There. And you can get lost along the way. And, yeah. you know, um, but once you find yourself, then it and you really get centered and focused and find some good balance. Balance has been something that's been hard to maintain, you know, being on the road and you know, playing music and and trying to find a good healthy balance and that's important to uh me being able to f- just find that peace and and enjoy what I'm doing. And it also when you find all that, then you become more creative. Right? And so you know, if you're pin up, you're not going to be as creative.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. 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 That's, That's right. That's facts. That's yeah. right. Well, I, you know, Brian, I'd, we'd, we'd certainly like to get all of your contact information website oh, yeah. for, for folks looking to to maybe get with you for lessons and that kind of thing. But I, I think also we, we might want to strum a little tune or see what we could do here. Hell
1: yeah, I want to strum a little tune. All right, we have got to have you play because this is the first rock star we've had in our podcast. My man's studio. been sitting here with his guitar the so, whole time. So. literally in his lap. This is how he goes. To, <laughs> apparently, Jen over here says he sleeps like this as well with the guitar. So that is commitment, folks. Conjoined. Um, well, yeah. Give us uh, give us a little bit. We do have. So I, I'm i the only one in the room that doesn't play the guitar, unfortunately. But Scott is. Hey, I don't play. I'm just playing. Uh, no, man. Scott does play. And well, I don't know and what Scott. we're doing. I don't either. Tell me. You're my teacher. <laughs> my man's my man Scott Tell me what to
2: is to do, on do, his man. guitar right here as well. I don't know, what do you what are you feeling like we should do? Is there a what was what was that thing that we were working on in the guitar lesson? Scott Dunstan on guitar. Oh yeah, I did that. You go boom
0: now play one just you and we'll wrap it up uh, i don't know what do you want me to play your that was favorite awesome. song my man my favorite song yes sir i can't play that on acoustic guitar i hope that picked up that was great well i didn't really prepare anything uh, just go with what you feel one song and then we'll, we'll wrap her up for you buddy
2: So we could do that.
0: uh... So awesome. Hey, lady. Is
2: that you singing, Scott? That was me. All right, let's do it.
0: That's all I know. Lady, (laughs) know the love I feel. I can't remember the lyrics. (laughs) Oh, darling, darling, darling.
1: (laughs) So awesome, man. Love it. All right. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Oh, man, Uh, this this was great. Our first rock session in the Brand Builder Studio. Um, Well, thank you so much, Quentin, for joining us. Uh, We've had the pleasure of of knowing your wife for a while, who's an awesome lady. Um, We're so excited for you guys (laughs) as you move to Nashville. And we'll definitely miss you here in the Charlotte area, but we will definitely follow your journey um, and are so excited to see where that goes and so excited to see the people that you can help through. Um, you know, giving lessons and kind of continuing to, to give that passion and pass that along to the next generation. I think what it's all about. Yeah, so, I uh, think it video. is. It's um, cool. Well, thank yeah. you guys so much. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast and you like it, we would be so grateful if you would like and share this story on all of your social media channels. Uh, we appreciate all of our listeners and we hope that you all have a blessed day. And thank you again, Quentin, for joining us on the Brand Butters podcast. Thank
2: you. My pleasure.
0: Thank you so much.